This is part 3 from the third chapter of Excel Without Stress from the book Living Enlightenment by Paramahamsa Nityananda. The Physiological Effects of Stress We have looked at what the scriptures say and what I think about why stress is created. Let us now look at what science says. We all have a part of our brain that controls our actions such as breathing, digestion and such activities that the body does automatically, involuntarily. Nature has designed a fail-safe system in a part of our brain called hypothalamus. This part of the brain also includes what biologists refer to as the reptilian brain. Behavioral scientists often talk about the fight or flight response. When the body-mind perceives a danger to our survival, the hypothalamus is alerted by our unconscious mind. The unconscious mind functions at speeds a million times faster than the conscious mind. So even before we consciously become aware of danger, we instinctively become alert. The hypothalamus activates the pituitary gland, the master gland, which then activates the adrenaline glands that secrete the adrenaline hormone which is pumped into our extremities, the hands and legs. We then get ready for the fight or flight reaction. Either the energy prepares us to fight the threat or to run away from the threat. The unconscious reptilian brain takes the decision to release chemicals into our body to protect us. This worked very well in the days of the caveman when we faced lions and tigers. He had to be ready even without thinking to fight or run away. To study the effect of adrenaline on human beings today, experiments were carried out on athletes. Sprinters were lined up at the starting block and moments before the pistol was raised to signal to them to start running, the empire lowered his arm. So the sprinters had to fall back and reposition themselves. This was repeated six times. Without even running a meter, the sprinters collapsed at the starting block. The adrenaline level in their bodies had become dangerously high. The life-saving adrenaline had become a killer when it is produced without reason. The chances of our meeting a tiger or a lion are quite slim these days. Nevertheless, our unconscious mind keeps sending signals of such danger. These are called fear strokes. Psychologists estimate that we face at least half a dozen such fear strokes every day. These fear strokes produce large quantities of adrenaline in us. It has been established that depression is a direct result of such adrenaline production. Depression in turn is considered to be the main cause of many chronic and fatal illnesses. Medical research has found that many young people in rich countries, even teenagers, have arteries so badly blocked that their arteries are similar to 60-year-old people. Doctors have established that the physical condition is only one part of the problem. A much larger part is the emotional condition. It is now fairly well established that an emotional trigger causes the immediate onset of a heart attack or stroke, even though the physical condition may have been present for a long time. Stress is a killer, but it is in the mind. Is stress work-related? In an IT company, the chief executive received an inquiry for a project. He sent, he sent it down for a proposal. 
the team that worked on such projects did a full review and said that the job could be done by them in six months at a cost of million dollars. The manager in charge of the team reviewed this and said the team can do this in four months at a cost of three quarter million dollars. The proposal went up to the general manager. The general manager called everyone, gave them a pep talk and said, we should be able to do this for half a million dollars in three months. Then he sent this as his proposal to the chief executive. The chief executive called the client and told him that his company will deliver the product in two months at a cost of half a million dollars. People who work in corporations can relate with this incident. People who make decisions and commitments are often out of touch with ground reality. Once such decisions are made, the egos are in play. Anything can be sacrificed but not the ego. A simple study of corporate history can show how many companies have failed because of the egos of the people who led them. I am told by some of my disciples in the corporate field about something called level 5 leadership. This is about these, those corporate leaders who put themselves behind the needs of the company and the people who work for them rather than placing their own ego needs first. Research has shown that the chief executives of companies that have been commercially successful consistently are hardly known to the outside world. These leaders are so humble and focused inward. Stress at the workplace starts with our education system. We start ranking children from a very young age. When in a group, three people are graded as heroes, the rest of the group feels useless. We are taught to compete from a very young age. This comparison continues into the workplace and converts it into a battlefield. The so-called human resource programs specify that people must be categorized. I am told that in many corporations, it is necessary to show that 10 or 15% of the people are bad performers. People are reduced to statistics in order to survive. People are forced to make others victims. This is probably why they call these offices concrete jungles. As long as people are driven by fear and greed, they cannot be inspired. They can be controlled and made to perform routine tasks, but they cannot be inspired to do the impossible. This is the dilemma today's corporations face. They need people to perform, but their kit of motivational techniques is not enough. It contains the whip and the carrot, nothing more. A well-known psychologist built a model of how Human beings move up in their desires. This is now named after him as Maslow's hierarchy of needs. At the base of this pyramid are one's survival needs of food, shelter and other material essentials. People then look for fulfillment in the society they live in, such as building a network and so on. They then seek love and attention. Then they look for respect, name and fame. After all this, they are still dissatisfied. They feel that there is something still missing in their lives. That something, that something is within. Maslow called it self-actualization. This is the zone where we flow free of stress. This is the zone of inner realization. This is the zone where you know that you are one with the universal energy. Whether you work at home, in an office or factory, or you do not work at all, you still look forward to this state where you are centered. This is what we teach in our basic Life Bliss program courses. The five levels of the pyramid 
that Maslow drew correspond to the seven layers, seven levels of energy that we carry within us. These seven centers of energy are called chakras in the Vedic system. Each chakra represents an emotional state as well as a state of desire. As we fulfill the needs of each chakra, we move up in energy till we reach a state of fulfillment. It is a process many thousands of people have gone through with remarkable effect. We have taught these programs in many corporations worldwide. I call this a guaranteed solution. A meditation technique. This is a simple yet a powerful technique to clear stress. We teach this technique in our programs for unblocking the Manipuraka Chakra or Naval Energy Center which is the seat of stress. This technique should always be practiced before a meal when the stomach is empty and a few hours before sleep. While standing, shout, scream, rave and rant in a language that you do not know. If anyone is listening, it should also not make any sense to them. Be aggressive in letting out all your emotions and feelings that will start pouring out of you once you start. Cry if you wish. Roll on the floor if your emotions drive you. This technique is a powerful meditation. It unblocks your unconscious and allows all the negativities stored inside to dissolve. Typical psychoanalytical sessions when patients talk to the analysts or even throw things around for catharsis are still conscious processes. Only 10% of your stored memories will be released. Processes such as hypnosis are through the unconscious and you have no control. This technique is a superconscious process in which you retain awareness while cleansing yourself. Practice this technique for 20 minutes, then sit down and allow the energy to spread within you in silence for 10 minutes. During the silence, just be a witness to your thoughts. Do not suppress them or chase them.